Real estate investors, for God's sake, stop overpaying on your taxes. As, as smart as you think you are, as well-managed you think that you have your, your tax strategies on, I'm telling you right now, you're overpaying on your taxes. And I'm going to tell you exactly how you're doing that and how you can be able to save immense amounts of money in your real estate investing business. But before I do that, I need to tell you that I am not a licensed tax or legal advisor. I don't give tax, legal, or accounting advice. This material has been prepared for informational purposes only and is not intended to provide and should not be relied upon for tax, legal, or accounting advice. You should consult your own tax, legal, and accounting advisors before engaging in any transaction. So let me introduce myself. My name is Don Thornton. Uh, I am known as Don the Short Sale Guy because I have been doing, uh, what, short sales for 21 years at least. I have flipped well over 3,500 short sales, and it's not just short sales. I've done an awful lot of you know, buying holds and subject to flips, things like that. So uh, I've been in the trenches for a long time. But in this capacity, I want you to think of me as your tax savings best friend because odds are you're overpaying on your taxes. Let me give you a recent example. I met two real estate investors down in South Florida at an event, Michael and Ken. And they were talking about how they were going to get hit hard on uh, capital gains taxes when they were going to sell their Airbnb. So they were, their CPA told them they were going to pay $80,000 in capital gains taxes if they didn't do something else, like a 1031 exchange or whatever. Well, by using the strategies I'm going to tell you about today, they paid zero. Listen, if there was anybody who needed a tax savings best friend back in the day, it was me. I started my real estate investing career in 2002, and you can tell that I made a huge zero dollars in income in 2002. Now, I did a little bit better in 2003. I got up to about $80,000, but boy, it blew up in 2004 when I made close to a million dollars, somewhere around $900,000, and it was great. It was great, but you know what? Those of you who've broken through, you understand what happens, right? More profit, that means more taxes. I was overpaying on everything. I was paying too much taxes on my rental income, too much in capital gains taxes. And even though I didn't do wholesaling per se, I was getting paid like a wholesaler for a lot of my flips. And so I was getting paid on that as active income. Let me tell you, it was, listen, it wasn't just taxes. I had so many leaks in my profit bucket. You have no idea. I'm sure that as investors, you've thought a lot about asset protection. I certainly did myself. I did not want to be sued. and But you know what? They say that it's not if you get sued, but when you get sued. And so I didn't know any better. I thought to myself, well, okay, I just need to protect myself. So I had as much as $5 million in liability insurance policies. And then <laughs> that's just one expense. Uh, you know, anybody who is involved in real estate investing, you know, there's people out there that are telling you, oh, get a holding, co get holding companies, get tons of LLCs, you know, put them over in, uh, you know, make them in the Wyoming or Nevada. I mean, there's a lot of very intricate strategies out there. And think about that. Think about how much that costs. I don't even think about it. I know how much it costs. Every single house I had that had a, had an LLC in it, I mean, had a, or any an LLC that I had a, that I had a house in, I was had to pay a I had to prepare tax returns for that. My gosh, my CPA loved me. I probably put half his family through college. 
because of all of this. Now, listen, let's just be real, guys, okay, guys and gals. Um, I'm sure if you're worth your salt, you're, you've been playing the Russian roulette deduction game where you try to deduct everything you can, stick it on a house or whatever. But it's it's audit roulette, really, because you know, you're know you always vulnerable if you're playing games like that. So it's just crazy. But you know what? Uh, you know, on the capital gain side, you know, I would just especially, I mean, think about this, right? What do you have available as a solution? You have 1031 exchange. You could do a deferred sales trust. You could do a accelerated depreciation. I mean, is that ringing a bell here? You know, Delaware, Delaware statutory trust, opportunity zones, move to Puerto Rico. <laughs> There's lots of things out there to help you avoid taxes, especially capital gains taxes. Does uh, any of this ring a bell to you? Well, now that we've talked about, you know, what the how much money is leaking from your bucket, let's talk about the fact that there is a better way. And as someone who has this, who found that way, it's amazing, okay? But I want to ask you a question first. How would you like it if you could eliminate taxes completely on your rental income? What about eliminating capital gains taxes without having to defer them or having to do all the, you know, jump through all those hoops just to, you know, kick the tax burden down the road? What if you only had one tax return for all of your properties? What if you could significantly reduce the taxes on your and all your LLCs or your S-Corps? Does that like, sound like something you'd want to hear more about? Well, congratulations. I'm going to tell you about it right now. There is an amazing trust. It's called a non-grantor, irrevocable, complex discretionary spendthrift trust. I love this trust. It is amazing. It has changed my life. And I once you go through this with me here, I'm a, I think you're going to have the same reaction. What does it do? Well, in this trust, any passive income is not a taxable event. Hey, buy and hold people out there, people selling uh, real estate. And they're in real estate, it could be anything, you know, businesses, crypto, whatever. Capital gains for this trust is not a taxable event. And business taxes, if you have an LLC, you have an S Corp, and you're, creating, you're generating active business income, you can work with this trust and significantly reduce the taxes on your business. Okay, but let's talk first about you know the passive income. What type of passive income are we talking about that the, the trust can bring in and not be taxable? Well, rental income, lease income, buy and hold investors. How would you like it if every single door you have the money came in and that twenty percent is not going out for um, you know for rental income taxes on rental income, lease income. Any kind of royalties, oil and gas, songs, books, whatever you have that is a royalty that's also tax, you know, not a taxable event for this trust. Any kind of investment income. You have a Charles Schwab account, Fidelity account, whatever company you use to, to trade or whatever. I mean, that's 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 passive income, not, not a taxable event. Limited partnership profit sharing. If you have stakes in certain things, if you're doing syndication. Okay, any money that comes comes into you if the trust is the owner of that of that syndication, then <clears throat> no taxes on that whatsoever. Okay, now let's talk about capital gains again. I mean, you can when you sell real estate, it could be single family, commercial, uh, uh, multifamily, whatever. That when you sell that, no capital gains if it's sold as a trust asset. If you sell your business, you can actually sell your business through a trust, this trust, 
and not pay any capital gains. And of course, you have crypto, things like that. You're not going to have any capital gains taxes on that either. Now, let's talk about business tax reduction. If you have an LLC, for I'll show you how this works. You can use the trust to significantly reduce the taxes on your LLC. So how do we do this? Well, you sell your all of your assets of your LLC over to the trust at a cost basis. In other words, whatever price that you originally had you know, purchased them at. All right, if it's real estate, you'll have to have a deed as well. But uh, that's the basic formula there. You sell all your assets to the trust. Now, the trust will lease those assets back to your LLC because you have to have assets to generate income, right? And so just by doing that alone, you can reduce as much as 70% of your LLC's taxable income by just simply selling its assets to the trust and, and then the trust leases them back. Isn't that crazy? Because you know, by you're creating a, a lease agreement and those lease payments are expenses and that's going to bring down your taxable income for your LLC. Now, one other thing you can do, which would be for even better and more and deeper tax reduction is your trust can become a limited partner in your LLC by as much as 90%. And at the end of the tax year, whatever's left over after your, your lease uh, payments 90% of that is paid to the trust as a K-1 distribution as limited partnership profit sharing. And by doing that, you can reduce your LLC's taxable income by as much as 97%. Now, let's look at some real numbers here, okay? So let's just say for easy math that your LLC owed, or she's not owed, had $1 million in net income. If you lease those assets, you know, you sell your assets to the trust, lease them back, and your LLC will pay up to $700,000 to the trust as lease payments. That's going to leave $300,000 in your LLC's bank account. Now, at the end of the year, because your, your trust is a 90% limited member of your LLC, then $270,000 of that, or 90% of $300,000, is going to go over to your trust as a uh, K-1 distribution, which means... You have a one million initial net income through a lease back strategy and the K one distribution of limited partnership uh, profit sharing. All you would have is thirty thousand dollars of taxable income for your LLC by using the trust and these strategies. Okay, so I can tell I can tell right now you're probably saying, "Hey, how in the world can this be legal?" Well, this trust and the tax code that it uh, is adheres to and is in compliance with, it's been around since 1939, even before that, okay? There is a part of the tax code, IRS code 643B, that regulates this trust. And it allows this trust to be have capital gains excluded. And this is how they do it. Gains from the sale or exchange of capital assets shall be excluded to the extent that such gains are allocated to corpus and are not paid credited or required to be distributed to any beneficiary during a taxable year or paid permanently set aside or to be used for the purposes specified in 642C. So basically what that means is, is as long as the money goes into the corpus of the trust and it, the trust is not required to, to distribute anything to any beneficiaries, then capital gains taxes are excluded. Now, when it comes to passive income, the, the trust is allowed by the tax code to basically um, 
determined, the trustee determines that all the money goes into the corpus of the trust. And he can declare this to be an extraordinary dividend, all this passive income. And by doing so, it will not be considered income. Okay? So we're not making this stuff up. This comes right from the tax code. So let me tell you a little bit about how the trust came about so you can understand how solid of a foundation this is. The, the, one of the original partners and authors of this trust, his name is Robert Benson. He was a, studied at Harvard. He uh, was basically a protege of the leading trust expert in the country, Professor Austin Scott. And he learned everything from this professor who's basically, again, look, you know, Google him, Professor Austin Scott, Scott on trust law, right? He is the, the, the OG of, ta of tax legislation and tax knowledge here in this country. At, and then Mr. Benson, uh, he went to work for Wall Street and he basically started writing these kinds of trusts for his wealthy fat cat clients. And uh, before eventually he started specializing, you know, in Texas uh, for the oil and gas and mineral rights. Uh, people to help them protect their assets, to help them you know, not to pay uh, taxes on, on all their royalties and so on and so forth. Uh, he you know, decided eventually in 2002 that he should copyright the trust because he wanted to protect his intellectual property, of course. And then uh, he brought on Paul Rosen uh, from the Rosen Law Group out of Houston because he, he, you know, he needed to start protecting the trust from copyright infringement lawsuits, which there were quite a few. And uh, Mr. Benson eventually passed away, but uh, Paul Rosen is now the chief counsel. He's taken over the lead role in this trust, and, through, and these trusts are made available by Benson Financial LLC. So just so you understand, this trust has been in operation for 70-plus years. There has been over 90,000 trust clients. Now think about this. Over, I mean, if only one person, one client ever filed a return. That would be over 100,000 100, returns filed to the IRS. Now, I'm sure it's more than that. I mean, I would say, conservatively speaking, probably a million more tax returns have been filed with this trust in, in its existence, and it's never been audited. Not one time has it been audited. When the trust was copyrighted in 2002, uh, an IRS agent came from the IRS to, uh, to vet the trust because it was the first trust ever was um, copyrighted. And so uh, the, the agent himself, Everett Myers, actually gave uh, Mr. Rosen and Mr. Benson a, uh, his opinion letter about this, that it was completely 100% legal. And it says right here in his, in his um, opinion letter that he served many years as a senior revenue agent with the Department of Treasury. All right. And finally, our senior accountant, the one who's been an accountant, he's been an accountant for 41 years and has worked with this trust for over 31 years, not a single audit in 31 years with tens of thousands of returns. So my question to you is, is your, is your mind blown yet? I know mine was when I first heard about this. So I know you want to learn more. So... I want you to get the knowledge that I have. So I want you to go to my website here, financialfreedom4u.now.site. Go there. You can get a copy of my ebook. You can get a, uh, see a couple of videos about how this works. And then you have a, a chance to reach out to me and schedule a free strategy session. And I'll be more than happy to talk to you about how this works and how it can help you save significantly on your taxes and start. Earn, keeping what you earn.
Thanks.